Hey guys, what's up? My name is Raylia Lewis. And I'm Amber Distance. And welcome back to another episode of Everything is Everything. So on today's show, we are talking about celibacy. Celibacy. Celibacy, because I hear a lot of people talking about celibacy, especially Mm -hmm. when they're describing like their healing journey and like having to like sustain, not sustain, (laughs) refrain (laughs) from sex in order to like ground themselves or or clear out their traumas. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like pleasure is the birthright. (laughs) So I I don't know. So maybe you can help me understand like, is celibacy anything you would ever do? Is that something that you can relate to, understand? Help me understand. So I was reading about Megan Good, and she was talking about when she was praying to God for her husband. Okay. And she said God told her to not have sex. How do God be telling you all these things? I, I want to know for real. <laughs> I want to know that because God ain't told me a motherfucking thing that clearly. Help me understand. <laughs> The way I see it is, I don't think God would ever tell us not to have sex because it's sinful or bad, because I just don't believe that to be true. However, I kind of look at it as food. Like, oftentimes when you go on a healing journey, you might want to detox or eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. I could see it in that regard. Like, okay. you just need to, like, do a little detox, because it is energy, and maybe you need to step away from that for a second. Um, but that's the only thing that makes sense to me. I don't think, I don't really understand it as a religious thing. Um, I don't think God ever told us that we shouldn't have sex. I just don't think that that was ever communicated. Well, I don't see certainly why it would told be. us not to fornicate, and I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got bigger fish to fry, okay? <laughs> yeah, but for me, I just think that pleasure is just your birthright. I think so, too. I think and life I'm is about not, enjoying it. Yeah, and I'm not saying that people who are celibate disagree with that. I just think it's about where you are in your life and the kind of life you want to live. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never wait till marriage to have sex. Like, I need to test the car out before yeah. I take it off the lot. Yeah. I need to know what I'm signing up for. for I want to enjoy you physically. I don't want to jump into marriage. I don't want to rush into marriage. So we're going to have to do that. Yeah, that'll be a long... Yeah, we're going to be celibate for (laughs) for 12 years? For five years? Absolutely not. So that never struck me as something that I could do. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend recently who was like, well, you've been in a long-term relationship, so you just wouldn't understand. Sometimes, I guess, for people who are celibate, it's about them purging their past or, I guess, like... Finding themselves again. Mm. Because when she said that, I was like, damn, like I am speaking from my perspective and my mm-hmm. experience, which is valid because it's my experience. Yeah. But she was just like, you wouldn't really get it because you got a man and y'all in a relationship. That could be true. But I, I have heard of couples who decided to abstain from sex until they got married. You know, couples have done that. I'm not interested. Um... <laughs> Also not interested in the whole waiting thing, period, in any way. Like, the mm-hmm. whole Megan Good way. And I love her. Mm-hmm. So this is not a diss or a dart or anything like that. 
but I'm not interested. I was never interested in the the narrative or the subject around like the weight that book that her and her her ex husband released yeah. years ago. Because I feel like that's no one size fits all. Right. Yeah. That's the thing that gets me about like a book or now if you just decide that that's something that is best for you and you need to do because that feels good to you and that's between you you and God. That's one thing. But if you're doing this because society is pushing it to you, that's bullshit. And sometimes I think religion even plays a part in that because yeah. religion kind of tells us to be modest and to be virtuous. And I think that's bullshit too. <laughs> that's why I'm not religious. But hey, I'm not here to tell people what to believe in. I'm not here to yeah, let me not do, do any that. of that. I respect all religions. I do too. But it just is not for me, right? I don't think it's practical to see my body as only available to someone because they put a ring on it mm-hmm. you know like i, I want to explore you and enjoy you now you know yeah. all we have is the present right yeah. i mean it's a really beautiful spiritual experience yes it is why should um why should you not do it i think if it's something you want to do for you and your right. spirit mm-hmm. i get it yeah. i don't think you should do it because you think it'll get you a husband right I think maybe that's more so what I'm speaking to is this idea that you need to abstain from something, from your birthright, from your sexuality, because as a woman, you feel like to be a wife or to be in love means that you have to like fit into like this purity culture. Yeah. Which is a real fucking thing. You know, I was a virgin until I was like almost 25. Mm-hmm. And a large part of me waiting so long was because I saw my virginity as a part of my identity or my Mm self-worth and it took me a minute to figure out and get there i got there after i had sex by the way (laughs) but i got there and it was really important to me to not have any unnecessary bodies i used to always say that i don't need no unnecessary bodies the guy who i want to give it to not that he had to be my end-all be-all but i just wanted to feel seen respected Mm -hmm. and valued from that person period Mm -hmm. because if I didn't then I guess something is wrong with me if I didn't and it goes back to like you said that validation you know needing to feel validated from a man in some way needing to control Mm -hmm. the way a man sees you as a woman so after I got through all that I just began to look at like the ideas of like purity and the ideas of like celibacy and how we're there's so much material out here telling women like how to keep a man, how to find a man, wait on a man, how long you should wait to have sex to keep a man. And I just want women to do what the fuck they want to do more. Yeah. What's the obsession Hello? With, with having and keeping a man? And that's my thing. Cause I ain't read a book yet about how to keep a woman. <laughs> I, I got some shit to say. <laughs> now, there's some cute memes out here every now and then. You know, Derek Jackson cheating ass. <laughs> be telling us what he think we want to hear to sell his merchandise and shit. Because that's the thing, too. Can we talk about that real quick? Mm-hmm. How men really, like, pander us and, like, literally go online and say exactly mm-hmm. what we, we want to hear to sell books and shit. Yeah. They write us nice poems and shit. Yeah. Or the, um... Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. That's oh. a little bit off topic. I respect it. Sometimes <laughs> we got to pull ourselves back. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But, yeah, I just feel like even... This kind of narrative of like, because women are really hopeful when it comes to like romance and love and marriage and in this, like you said, capitalism runs society. So in this capitalistic world, how do we 
prey on people's hope, on their insecurities, and make money off of it. Tell them that they need this to make them feel whole and valuable, and then they chase it. People are so complex. What works for Adam ain't going to work for Steve. Mm-hmm. Adam may want a woman who only got one body because Adam may got some toxic masculinity issues that he need to iron the fuck out. Where the Steve might be a new age modern man who's only focused on a relationship that you and him have together and a woman you are today. And I think there needs to be more space for yeah. that motherfucking narrative. Because yeah. we deal with so much guilt and just so much nastiness inside as a woman Sometimes we don't even be honest with each other mm-hmm. as women. You know when you have y'all girls night and y'all talking about y'all little nasty sex nights had <laughs> never have I ever. And you know, you see women who are more reserved or more held back yeah. just because sometimes women feel like really letting their hair down and being sexually free and being yeah. honest about their sexual escapades can kind of bring forth judgment. Yeah. You know? Like it makes them feel less of a woman or... Especially if you ain't did it. And I've often felt like that in my friendships because I've only been with my boyfriend. And I could sometimes like feel when like certain people weren't being honest with me mm-hmm. based on my story and my experience. And I was never judgmental, right? Okay, they were trying to reframe their narrative to be closer to yours. Yeah, because it's like, people say I'm a unicorn. <laughs> like, there's no one else like you, right? Um, and I'm like, well, I mean, we're all different, yeah. you know? But I just think that the way they would see people respond to me would sometimes make them feel like less than, you know? Mm-hmm. And for that reason, they weren't always honest about things they've done. Mm-hmm. And it, there's been times where another friend who knew more was like, now, bitch, stop lying. <laughs> Don't lie for her. And I have a, one of my friends, she's very open and very honest, like, no shame. Like, this is what it is. And I think that's awesome. And I actually admire that in her. Yeah. Because sometimes, because women are so policed in society, mm-hmm. we do sometimes ignore our real, like, fantasies. Mm-hmm. We don't act on them or we do them and then we fucking regret it. Yeah. And we're never really able to just, like, freely enjoy, like, yeah. pleasure. Yes, and we should. And I think maybe that's why I'm like, girl, don't be celibate. Go get it. Because I think it's our birthright. And I think that we are just told what we need to be as women from day one. And at what point in life do you decide, I'm going to just live for me? Whatever that looks like. But if that's celibacy for you, I respect it. Yes. If that's for you, if that's what you want, if that's what you chose, because it feels right for you, then yes. But I don't think it should be done under the guise of like, trying to get married trying to prove that you are virtuous or modest or worthy you know now if you a sex addict and you want to prove to yourself that you can go without (laughs) i get it but i think that's a personal decision that should be for you i could never see myself being celibate I told my friend the other day, how long does it mean you need to go get you some we're gonna find you somebody you're gonna get you some i'm that friend do do something you're single, all right, well, go have some fun, okay? Yeah, it's just not for me. Yeah, it wouldn't be for me either. I love sex too much. Hello? Yeah. And I went without it for 25 years. You got me fucked up. You think I'm going with number two, three? Yeah, okay. We're going to get some shit done over here. Pleasure is your birthright. Yes. That's my new saying, my new mantra. Now it is time for our segment, IG Meme of the Week. 
my meme of the week is blacks did not build this country out of the goodness of our hearts out of the goodness of our hearts we haven't burned it down and my thing lately has just been we don't want anything but to just be left alone mm. and i just feel like white people need to be thanking us every single day <laughs> that we participate and that we're kind and that we're not out here like wreaking havoc yeah because they treat us like we do but we're really not yeah and they should just every time they see a black person they should just say thank you thank you for peacefully walking down this motherfucking street and like minding your business because we should really be doing the opposite when you look at history and we're not going to like i don't think any of us we're forgiving folk we We just want to be left the fuck we are forgiving folk we are sometimes that annoys me yeah. Because sometimes I feel like it enables bad behavior. It does. I was reading Destruction of the Black Civilization, and the historian was saying, even in ancient Africa, there has been a trend that neighboring kingdoms in Africa, they would beef forever. But they would forgive other countries so easily. And I'm like, damn, we've been doing this. Yeah, it's like genetic. It's innate. I'm like, what What happened that's, like, unrecorded in history that we developed this, like, like, what? Like, we so against each other. Yeah. But we for everybody else. Why are we like this? Because even in the face of, like, clear adversity, sometimes I'll see, like, a black person, like, but it's not about race. But maybe he did look suspicious. Oh, God. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I've had conversations where... I've talked about something going on in the media that's race-related. And black people told me, like, I was being negative or I was making it an issue. And I'm like, do you not see the fucking issue? Like, how can you say that? Yeah, it's like, sometimes it's just, you're annoying when you want to really be honest. Yeah. You know, when I look back at the looting that happened around the George Floyd murder. Mm -hmm. And there were people who I knew who were so against, like, the looting. And I was like, well... Americans were the first, first loot. Not Americans. Yeah. Right. Not Americans. That, Europeans. And Europeans were the first looters, right? Mm-hmm. And y'all seem okay with that. But y'all out here fighting for a European businesses and corporations that are insured, that are protected mm-hmm. generationally. Mm-hmm. Y'all more worry about that than y'all all about the fucking quality and the state of a black person's yeah. life the looting should be a non-issue compared to like the bigger picture of what's that's the on. fucking that's a part of the that, that happened after that's the effect right you know and i just couldn't understand like it's the byproduct that's the word i was looking for yes. and i couldn't understand why we were focusing more on the looting and the reaction yeah. versus the root and the mm-hmm. actual issue you know i think that sometimes people have like selective outrage They can't see like the full picture, Mm -hmm. you know, they can see why Peter, like they can't see why he angry or they don't want to acknowledge why he angry, Mm -hmm. but they'll rather be mad about his reaction right? based on his anger. You get what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, there's a cause for that. Mm -hmm. And we all know the cause. Yeah. You can't oppress the people and then tell them how to react, how to respond oppression. You know, even when we talk about, like, the economic gap, mm-hmm. we're not taught financial literacy. No. You ever heard of redlining? 
they make sure our schools aren't funded. Mm-hmm. You know, they make sure we don't get certain grants and loans. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can't even buy certain houses if you sound too black. You know, that still happens today. And then you'll got you have black people out here saying like you're not working hard enough. Bullshit. Like there aren't actual systems in place to deter yeah. the mass majority. Not the one that gets through, but there's a large portion that are having a real hard time making yeah. it based on these systems. People act like the system is set up to work how it's supposed to work. These people are not supposed to make it. So then don't look at them like they're not doing enough because it was set up for it to end up this way. Yeah. So you can't go and blame them and say that it's their fault. That's craziness. And we're so big on, like, vic- not victim shaming. You know, when a rape victim gets assaulted or whatever, we're, like, making sure that they know it was not their fault. Mm-hmm. But black Americans... We're still made to feel like yeah. the nature and the quality of our lives and our existence is our fault. Right. And it's something we have to relive and defend and experience and feel every second of every fucking day, even amongst each other, because we have black people who think more to the to the right, you know? Yeah. And then you may think more to the left, and it's like it's really hard to find that balance and to sometimes be able to relate to each other because... We have the elitist blacks yeah. who think they're better, you know, and it's a struggle. I, I struggle a lot because I'm, I'm a conversationalist. Mm-hmm. I like to talk. I like to have conversations. Yes. And I oftentimes run past a lot of black people who have, like, opinions about things that they don't really understand. Mm-hmm. They don't understand redlining. They don't even know what exists, but they have so much to say about what black people aren't doing and, like, poverty-stricken communities. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to look at history. Yes. Go check out Ava DuVernay's 13th documentary on Netflix. Like, just educate yourself before you're so quick to defend something you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Teach yourself. Learn about it. Read about it so that you can really have an educated opinion. And it's not about blaming or being entitled. Like, this is really happening. Mm -hmm. You know? So. Yeah, it's about listening listening and learning yeah you know as much as we try to fight through adversity and opposition we shouldn't have to keep fighting this hard no and that's my motherfucking problem <laughs> it shouldn't have to always be this way mm-hmm. and it shouldn't have to be just one we in 2022 you're telling me the first black woman just did something how long we been around when that when people say that and everybody else is cheering, I'm I just get annoyed like, every appa- time. Like y'all y'all don't feel crazy. Not not black people, but the systems that were keeping us out. Y'all y'all not ashamed of yourselves that this is just the first black woman. Twenty twenty two. Wow. I still be like, yo, we ready in twenty twenty two. Don't that sound crazy? Yeah. You know, so then we we talking about some the first black person to do something extraordinary. Sound like it's supposed to be in the future. Like, come but. on. <laughs> That's just showing the, the nature of this world. Yeah. You know, we ain't on the same playing field. I always say it ain't even. Ours ain't a study. Definitely not. Okay, so my meme is best career advice that I can give. Don't ever attach yourself to a person, a place, a company, an organization, or a project. Attach yourself to a mission, a calling, a purpose only. That's how you keep your power and your peace. It's worked pretty well for me thus far. Wow. I like that. I like it too. When I saw that, I was like, oh. Because I do think that a lot of my internal struggle is 
or comes from me attaching myself to an industry or an like I remember, I remember just trying to figure modeling out and I wanted to be with Ford and then I didn't get with Ford and like you kind of you constantly look at yourself trying to force yourself into rigid spaces right you can have an impact yeah you can do amazing things in a different way and still get to the same motherfucking target yeah. There's more than one way to do great things. Mm-hmm. And I tell my mentee that I'm like, be open to the possibility that you don't know everything. Be open to the idea that a smaller boutique agency may be better for you. Yeah. You know, because you can ruin a lot of your internal peace by thinking that everything has to happen this one way. Right. Like, dang, that ain't the way life's going to play out for you. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be married to ideas. Mm-hmm. You can have a goal. But how you get there is up to God to reveal for you. Yeah, you give it more space to yeah. come into your life. And to, and to be nurtured. Like, and of course you're going to work to get towards the goal because God can only help a child that helps himself, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't need to worry about like the specifics. Mm-hmm. What day, what time, what company. You can get there. You can have imp- impact. You can garner success and all the great things just by putting one foot in front of the other and just doing the work, you know? I really like that. That's so true. So that's something I'm reminding myself of every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, keep your head down, do the work, and be open to the possibilities that God is going to bring your way. Yeah. It's almost like the other part is not your job. Yeah. Like your job is just to, like you said, put your head down and do the work. Yeah. Like my and- friend made the best like fucking example for me the other day we talked about the body knowing how to digest his food mm-hmm. you know without your interference like yeah you ate the food right but the body breaking it down it don't need help yeah, with that, that you know isn't your job your job is to just eat the food mm-hmm. your job is to just create the content mm-hmm. it's to write the book it's to write the screenplay you know it's to learn how to act Show up to the audition, but the job, your book, all that other stuff is out of your control. Ooh, that sounds so peaceful. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling myself this every day because I like to control things. And surrendering is just, like, so important. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way I feel like to real, like, true happiness and fulfillment is just being able to learn how sur- to surrender. Yeah. So that's my me. And now it is time for the last segment. What am I watching right now? What I'm watching right now is a show. Um, it's on Apple TV. Okay. It's called C, like S-E-E. Okay. Never and heard of that either. <laughs> I need to get out here in the streets. Yeah, just ask for recommendation. Okay. That's I feel like always... I'm going to ask you. Yeah, I'm gonna just, you, 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 the, you the plug. Yeah. Okay. That's all I do is watch TV, girl. Got you. Um, it's Games of Thrones-ish. I've never watched Game of Thrones, but it's like a similar type of vibe. In the show, it's a dystopian. Um, so it's like a virus that wiped out like most of the population. And their descendants, nobody can see. Everybody's blind. Okay. And the crazy thing about it is there are a few people who can see because sight is coming back. But they're seen as witches. Mm. And they're hunted to be killed. So we're going to act blind. <laughs> yes they do they have to act blind uh-huh. yes 
And it's crazy to me because I'm like, wow, what other senses or abilities do we not have anymore that are seen as like Mm. witchcraft or they're demonized when they were maybe they were really just natural abilities that some humans had. And like buildings and stuff, they call it God bone. Like they can't even fathom that people built buildings. Like wow. they think God put it there because they can't see it. Yeah. But they feel it and it's strong and it's it's big because they they don't they can't see. So they can't fathom that like a person built these tall buildings. And it's like all this political stuff going on. Um, it's this like evil queen. It's crazy. And Jason Momoa plays in it. Okay. And I know a lot of women like him. Mm-hmm. And he's so he looks so good. <laughs> and in this role, like I've never really been attracted to him, but in this role, like he plays a father and he's like a warrior and he's like soft and he's strong and he loves his wife and his kids, but he'll murder a motherfucker. <laughs> it's really, really good. And there's a lot of black people in it, too, which okay. I love seeing us in fantasy and dystopians and stuff like that because we're really not in it too much. We are not. Yeah. And a lot so of us aren't that. even interested in that, so that's awesome. I think a lot of us are, actually. Okay, maybe my black ass should do it. <laughs> I'm thinking of myself. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> my dad loves this type of shit, but I'm please. just like, rom-com me, please. Comedy me, please. Mm-hmm. I do love a rom-com. Um, I'm... Yeah, I've never really, like, watched stuff like that, but it's you're opening me up to, like, these great concepts, and that's why it's good to talk to people and learn new yeah, things. Yeah, get new shows. I wonder if you'll like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to watch that, <laughs> but I feel like I see where you're going with it, okay. you know? Yeah. So my show, I'm watching Kanye West's documentary. Oh, I heard it was good. Genius. I did not complete it yet, y'all. I'm not going to sit here and act like I've seen it all. I'm not a huge Kanye West fan. Mm-hmm. I only watched it because people kept saying how inspiring it was. I heard that and too. I want some inspiration. <laughs> okay? Come more than me, honey. So I was like, hey, like, let me check it out. And just seeing him, like, young and hungry and just working was just, like, so inspiring. Because when you think of Kanye West, he's, like, this fucking cultural icon. Like, he's, mm-hmm. like, the one of the most famous people in the world, right? Yeah. So to see him, like just getting his start in Chicago and then moving to fucking New York City. And um, there was a scene where he decided to storm Rockefeller Records. Mm -hmm. He was a producer for them for a while and they weren't taking him seriously as a rapper. And he had recorded and, like, produced, like, All Falls Down, like, by himself, which I thought was, like, dope as fuck, right? one of the most amazing songs. Like, he punching in with the the headphones and and rapping. Like, there's nobody doing it but him. Like, he doing everything. Wow. And I was like... Damn. You know, it was just so cool to see. So he has this friend who's this camera guy who's, like, documenting this whole thing. Because his friend is like, you're going to be a star. I'm getting everything on camera. <laughs> this was, There was no guarantee. His friend was like, I just knew it. I, his friend quit his career to go wow. follow Kanye West in New York to record everything. He said, I just knew it. That's amazing. You know, so when he storms Rockefeller Records and he's playing, when it all falls down, he's going from, like, executive to executive. And they all happen to be black women. And he's playing the song. They're just looking at him like, uh, nah, or not taking him seriously. And I'm like, it's a part of the journey. People ain't going to always understand. Mm-hmm. All the motherfuckers was wrong, though. He got more money than all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you really can. Yeah. If you believe in yourself, I guess yeah. you just got to go. And you could see, like, 
his face defeated at moments, like how he walked from room to room, and like he had like the you know, because they wasn't giving him no like positive feedback about when it all like the song falls down. And I think that song is amazing. It's amazing. Like that is like one of my favorite Kanye West songs. I'm like one one time I was sold on the damn song, but they was just like not feeling it, and I feel like sometimes people miss out on like so much potential and talent when it doesn't come attached to a machine or a name. People buy more into the idea of something. Yes. You know, I feel like we do ourselves a disservice in society every day. We attach ourselves to the way someone looks or who they're around or what their last name is. And we miss out on people who have so much amazing things to give the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with nepotism. But there are so many amazing creatives in the world who don't get their just due because they're not connected to the right people. Yeah. You know, they just never find their chance. Yeah, and that sucks. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they run out of gas. Yep, like I did. <laughs> you still got it's still it's still coming for you. I'm telling you, everything is going to align. Thank everything you. will. Maybe not in my lane, but like who cares? But yeah. like there's so much more that you can do. And I tell myself that whenever I get scared or whenever I feel like I'm not being taken seriously, because no matter how much you do, everybody ain't going to like you everybody not gonna be a fan of you and you have to get to a point where you're okay with being misunderstood and with people not wanting to applaud you Kanye West everybody don't like Kanye Mm -hmm. but you can't deny his greatness you can't deny what he gave the world you know and Mm -hmm. what he represents and just seeing him at those beginning stages and knowing like where he is now it was just super cool to be like they slept on him too you know it was really inspiring so check it out it's on Netflix I think you'll love it and that's a word. Like, you have to be okay with everybody not applauding you or understanding you. Yeah. I've realized that I'm not okay with that. But like, Me either. But, I want to get to No, that I don't. Uh-uh. But I don't think. <laughs> I think that's one of those things that just sound good. Girl, I'm not okay with it either. I, I want to get there, though. And I, I and do, I'm too. I'm working to get there. I'm, I'm reprogramming my mind to really be okay with people misunderstanding me and mm-hmm. people not liking me and people not wanting me to do well and you know sometimes you can cope with that because you just forget about your enemies or people that don't give a fuck about you like you forget yeah. like you know because every day you don't wake up and be like this person doesn't like me oh <laughs> like you, you off a list. yeah like you go through life and you those people just fall off they fall mm-hmm. off your radar but the moment that they're on your radar you remember those feelings and sometimes those emotions can have power over you mm-hmm. and i don't like that part because i'm like you shouldn't need everybody to like you you shouldn't yeah. be affected by that so i'm trying to find a balance between giving myself space to be human mm-hmm. and being more self-reliant and i'm like figuring it out every day yeah. um because you don't really know can't nobody teach you how to right. really do it right so it's you got to figure out your way right but i do know like in my most like awake conscious mind that we do all need to be okay with not always being liked, not always being included. The mm-hmm. ego wants that. Mm-hmm. The ego wants to be celebrated. The ego wants to win and be the best. And sometimes that's just not going to happen. You know? Hopefully we get there. Yeah, we all a work in progress. <laughs> we are a work in progress. But Kanye West ain't even there yet. And he Kanye oh West. <laughs> he Kanye West. Okay. So we all got some work to do. I just want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Everything is Everything. And I cannot wait to see you guys back here next week. Bye-bye.